What's up, everybody? Hope everybody's having a fantastic day. Cheers, it is Thanksgiving Eve. I want to apologize profusely for not having a happy hour last week. Sorry to disappoint everybody. We had some awesomely talented metalworking women in the shop uh, throughout the weekend that prior to last week's Wednesday, happy hour, whatever. Anyway, it wound up getting extended. They stayed longer than they were supposed to stay originally because we were having so much fun and we had so much to do that we wound up um, just not having having the time to make it all happen. So I apologize for that. Um, but I am excited to be introducing you to today's guest. Uh, her name is Kate Cook. You may know her as Asphalt Canvas. And I believe she has already asked to join. And yes, joining any moment now. I'm really excited to get to know this lady a little more and introduce her to you guys as well. Yes, <laughs> there we go. Good, because I was running out of things to say, rambling know, on by myself. <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> How are you? I'm great. How are you? Fantastic. Thanks so much for joining me. Oh, I can't. I, this is so surreal. I, I feel like we're like not really in the same room together, but we are. It's so cool. I know. <laughs> Isn't it crazy? We've been like, like trying to hook up and missing each other for like years now, I feel like. Yeah. It's yes, been crazy. Definitely. <laughs> yes, I even wait. I even waited in like a little line at SEMA to meet you, and that didn't happen. <laughs> really? Oh my god! Yeah. So silly, but I was in a lot of lines. So <laughs> that's. I feel like that's what SEMA is all about: walking in lines, and yes. the cars are Absolutely. kind of secondary. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> do we have a Do we have a drink for happy hour? I do. All right. Yes, what I'm is your drinking drink? a very fine box wine. <laughs> Hey, they make some nice box wines these days. Don't, don't they knock do. them. <laughs> they really do. And also, it's like a really good, like, cost-effective thing to get you through, like, Thanksgiving and Christmas in the same box. <laughs> totally. Can't do that with a bottle because it goes bad. I always have that problem because yeah. I was a wine drinker for a long time before I switched to whiskey. And um, oh, yeah. I would always open a bottle, have, like, a glass. And then by the yeah. time I wanted a glass again, the bottle was bad. So, like, bottles for, exactly. boxes for the win. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> anyway, awesome. All right. So I want to dig right in and and okay. first tell everybody a little bit just about who you are and what you do. And uh, okay. for those who don't know you already, which I know you've got a lot of followers and people who are like raving about you in my post. They're like, oh, hey, it's awesome. <laughs> I know everybody was being so nice. Oh, so so good to read their posts. Oh my gosh. I, that doesn't make you feel good. I don't know what would, you know? I know, right? <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, so so um, obviously Kate Cook and I'm the artist and owner of Asphalt Canvas Custom Art. And that is a home-based studio. Um, it's here in Central Texas. Um, but I was born in California and I was raised in San Bernardino Mountains. So um, I we grew up with like off-roading and camping and all four seasons. And it was always, it, that was just a great place to grow up. Um, man, my, fam my family was super tight-knit and we still are. Nice. In fact, they're all here in Texas with us now. Oh. Did they follow together. you or did you all move together? Yeah. Yeah, no, we actually, I came out to Texas for school um, to college and then um, when I graduated I just kind of I had been immersed into the culture of Texas for four years and so I just fell in love with like the car scene and the dancing and the live music and um, so I ended up staying and I'll, honestly like in the back of my head I was like this could be a really good place to buy a house start a family 
but more importantly, start a, a small business. Um, and so in comparison to California, like economy wise, I was like, this might be a smart move. Yeah. Um, so I stayed here and then my brother ended up coming out here to be a little bit closer to um, the race scene, which I know it sounds weird because in California, it's like, it's supposed to be like the place to be. Yeah. Um, he, he came out here. Um, we're really close, close friends. Um, he and I are, we're real close in age. We're a year apart. So That's we awesome. lived together and, um, and then my parents came out. So, and now I'm married to a born and raised Texan. So, and now we live nice. together. <laughs> the, the brother doesn't live with you anymore you kicked him out no no he he actually it's funny because I moved out and then he rented the house that I had in Texas for a while and when I met my husband and now he he bought his own house about I think it's been a couple years ago now but it has this gorgeous shop and he's a car guy too so he needed space and this poor house that we're living in now only has a one-car garage kind of so <laughs> I know that feeling <laughs> yeah Oh man, it's like the quest to get a garage. That's like my life quest with my whole family, actually. <laughs> I know, for real. It's like, I want a really, really, really big garage and then like a loft on top of it. That's my dream. Absolutely. Like that's goals right there. <laughs> yeah, totally. Like, I love that. There's like a hashtag I follow on Instagram that's like garage goals or something like that. And mm -hmm. it's so cool to see a lot of people live like right next to their cars. And that's mine and my husband's like, we would, we would love to do that. And with what I do for a living, it would be perfect. <laughs> I don't know that I want the cars like actually right next to me in my house. I'm, yeah. like, I'm close to that, but not quite. I, right. Doing, running a business out of my house, and I'm sure you experience the same thing like sometimes it's hard to shut it off and like create a separation and I feel like the older I get the more I'm like okay no I don't want to live where I work I want to have I want to go home at the end of the day <laughs> right yes but... oh my gosh yes I just had that realization actually this year and I think probably being quarantined like not getting yeah. that opportunity to go out to dinner at night or whatever so I'm like leaving my house at least once in a week <laughs> right <laughs> I, I think that like really like kind of made me think like, wow, you know, I used to think it was a, and it, it is a privilege to work from home. Don't get me wrong. But totally. when you, when you're as like goal oriented and like, I'm, I'm so like, I always want to be busy and it's, it's a bad flaw that I have. And so having it like literally in the next room, I, it's yeah. so, sometimes it's so hard for me to turn it off. How do you, how do you, have you like set boundaries for yourself or how do you balance that? Uh, yeah, I'm learn. I'm learning still. I, I've done this for so I've done this for four years, um, full time, and it's always been out of my house. Um, my studio is connected. It, it the room is gorgeous. It has like a bunch of big windows and natural light, mm -hmm. and so um, so at first I was like gun ho and like working till like you know one o'clock in the morning and, right. and Christmas time especially. I still somehow sometimes have to do that. Um, <laughs> But, and then sometimes you just get in the groove, but to turn it off, I think like I'm still learning how to, to be like, okay, six o'clock yeah. is done and I'm going to, you know, enjoy dinner and, and just kind of chill for a little bit. Cause after I'm done working, then I'm like, okay, now I have to do all my marketing online or whatever. Right. So it's, it's a big balance. <laughs> yes. All the things that nobody tells you about, about being a business owner. Oh, for you. Yes. <laughs> Totally. Oh my gosh. I wish like I, if there was anything like I remember I received like among the thousands of letters saying like, Hey, we need your money from my school after I graduated. The one thing that I took so much time in is the exit survey because there's in, in college, they don't teach artists or really anybody yeah. how to like take their profession or their passion and like turn it into something that you can make money on without working for somebody else. Like there's no marketing, there's no graphic design, like no, nothing like that. And so do you anything, go to school I, for art? 
Yes, I went to school um, for, it was a, called Bachelor of Fine Arts degree, but it was just basically fine art and painting. I learned drawing and color theory and all the classic, classic nice. stuff. So. <laughs> nice. Yeah, no, I agree with you. And I don't think it's just artists. I think it's, it's everybody. Like, no, we're yes. not taught how, what goes into running a business. And then there's all like the myth that's out there. Like, oh, I'm going to work for myself and I'm going to have all the time in the world and freedom to travel and, and everything's yes. going to be easy because I don't have to answer to anybody but me. And like, it's this lovely myth of being a business right. owner. <laughs> oh, totally. Like, totally. So not. Um, totally. I, I totally agree. I, the, somebody asked, I saw like what I do for marketing and like, honestly, it is by the seat of my pants. Like I am listening to podcasts all the time and like trying to figure out, okay, what did all the, and actually, since I'm an artist, I, I listen to a lot of like blogger podcasts and like things like that because they're very visual. Yeah. And so like, you can't be like a successful artist unless you're getting your work in front of people. And with this year I had every show I had was canceled um, with COVID. So like there was no opportunity to be face to face. Like nobody's going to drop thousands of dollars on a piece of painting on a piece of artwork most of the time if they don't meet the person and build that trust. So it was, it's been challenging. I'm just like forcing myself to get online and be live more and like, be in front of the camera, which of course I would rather be behind. Um, <laughs> just because I'm like, well, my art's cool. So why not like post that instead of me? But it's, you know, it's one of those things. <laughs> balance. It's a balance of both because it is it, people do business with people. So yeah, if they absolutely. love you and they like you, then they're going to buy your art. Yeah. And I think same for what you do, you know, people are going to want to work with you, especially for the Girl Gang Garage thing. They're going to want to work with you knowing like your personality and you're just so laid back and, you're, but you're professional, you know, your stuff, like, of course somebody wants to work with you you know <laughs> in theory right we hope so in theory, yeah. <laughs> how has COVID been for you like I'm sure there's a ton of challenges has it turned out to be a positive thing in the end like I hear mixed some people are saying it's actually been great for my business and other people mm -hmm. saying the total opposite what's been your experience I would say for my I think for my business it has taught me a lot and for the first three months where we were truly quarantined I did lose a lot of uh, client work based off the fact that they lost their job um, mm. or got let go. So they didn't have this, you know, art is yeah. not a necessity and it never right. really will be. So it was, it was kind of like pretty scary at first. I'm not going to lie. I bet. Um, but to, I, I was pretty like, I, I've been really trying to like be less anxious about that. So I actually <laughs> channeled my, my worry or I guess into working on this new series that I just announced a couple days ago. And it was probably the first time since I graduated um, college that I worked on artwork that that was just like something from my own sketchbook or my own brain. And that was so freeing and relaxing. And, and now I'm on fire to like finish the series and get it out into the hands of people. And so that time was, is, was really well spent in just working on my own stuff. Yeah. I'm sure everybody here can, um, that's like a custom painter of any kind or service-based. It's like, yeah, you may paint cars for a living, but you're driving like this piece of crap Honda Civic that, you know, has like peeled clear paint on it or something, you know? <laughs> it's very similar to art. <laughs> no, it's true. I think no matter how, I mean, I, people say all the time, like, you're so lucky to do what you love. And mm -hmm. if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life and like all of that. And I think there's truth to that. It's yeah. still hard work. And when you do for a living what you love sometimes you can lose that passion oh, and yeah. lose oh. that drive and like doing something that gets you tapped back into like oh this is why I love doing this mm. I think that's super important 
oh my gosh, yes, totally. You couldn't have said it better. I feel like when after I was through with that, I just announced this painting. It's a painting of this Cadillac and it's got a pinup girl in front of it. Nice. And um, when I was working on that, it was truly freeing and it gave me the chance to, and then after that was done, I was relaxed. So I was able to be like, okay, what does my business look like for the next two years? Like what, what are my goals? Like it, it really, the downtime, and I, I've heard a lot of people say this, the downtime that COVID gave us, um, you know, of course, if you were actually a victim or affected by it, the downtime it gave okay. us really allowed us to really self-reflect. And, and for me, I self-reflected a lot on what my business was going to look like in the future and, and my goals for it. Cause I have so many different goals. <laughs> it's overwhelming. <laughs> I, I can understand that, but that's a good thing. So I want to like first cheers you for making oh, it yeah. as long as you have oh, thank you. Um, being a self, like supporting yourself as an artist working full time. Like that's huge. Mm. Thank you. Yeah, it's not a good toast if you don't drink, right? Um, yeah, exactly. so, <laughs> so, so cheers to you for that, because that is that is no small Thank feat. You. Thank you so much. <laughs> so what are some of these big goals? Do we get to hear about them? Oh, yes. Oh, totally. I love talking about it, because the more okay. you talk about it, I think the more it comes into fruition almost, you know? Totally. Yes. Yeah. You put it out in the universe, you visualize it, you get other people to hold you accountable. Mm -hmm. And it's like, once it's out there, you're like, oh, crap. I just announced it to a whole bunch of people. Like, now oh, I Oh my God. Now I have to do it. <laughs> totally. So that actually happened with the series I've been talking about. Last year, um, I announced this huge series. I had Speed and Culture magazine involved. It was actually Rod and Culture at the time and um, a couple other big name people. And I had a paint sponsor. So somebody that was supplying my paint for me that um, I, I just love them. And and then like real life hit my husband and I and a lot of things like huge, huge changes happened. We were had to move and my business, I had all these, this whole block of time where I wasn't going to be painting for clients. I was going to be making the series and, and that kind of just went out the window at that time. So thankfully all those guys were super understanding about real life. And, um, so yeah, I, but I did announce it. So I was like, Oh shoot, I need to get back on this, you know? <laughs> um, but yeah, no, my other, my other big dreams, like in goals and stuff, but one of them is like to get to the SEMA art walk. Um, I, I did go to SEMA for the red cap competition when I won that painting competition for red cap. Yes. Which I want to talk about, but we'll, okay. we'll finish this goal first yeah. and we'll circle back to that. Oh, actually, thank you. But um, so that, that was like a good, like little teaser, you know? Um, and my husband and I are treated like royalty during that time with the company. It was so cool. But um, so yeah, I really want to get back to SEMA on my own, on my own company nice. time and um i've always admired a lot of the artists that work at sema art walk the stuff that you see um all the the graphics and stuff that you see at sema i would love to do i'd love to be the sema artist one one day in my time but just it'll happen art walk. it'll happen yes one day <laughs> that would be a big thing um i know this sounds so silly but talking about whiskey and stuff that that is a really cool goal of mine is to get my artwork on like a whiskey or a wine label. I've nice. always wanted to do that. I know it sounds so weird. It, it's that doesn't so awesome. sound weird at all. That sounds awesome. That sounds yeah. awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, I mean, I don't know how that will ever happen, but I'm sure the opportunity will, you know, provide itself and then hopefully I'll have the balls, if you will, to take it. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. And then, um, I would really like to have a singular gallery showing. I One of my biggest, so with what I do, so I, I'm a custom artist, but um, I work primarily in the automotive field, as you know. Um, and so we have like pinstripers and sign painters um, and we paint on old rusty crap and like 
paint on anything that you can find really and we and we sell it at car shows or whatever wherever your venue is but i would love to bridge the gap between like lowbrow art like pinstriping lowbrow art and like this high range like fine art gallery type style and so with the series i'm working on i'm really hoping that like kind of bridges that gap because i personally know like hundreds of people like super talented amazing artists within this industry that there's literally no reason they shouldn't have their own gallery showing. Like they have a breadth of work that is absolutely stunning. Sign painters, pinstripers. I mean, it's, it's amazing what they can do. And I think it's always been this lowbrow kind of thing where it's like, Oh yeah, yeah. I'll do for 150 bucks or whatever, you know? And then you see these huge gallery artists and you're like, okay, that's going for thousands of dollars. And totally. it may be something a lot simpler and more simple. And, you know, I'm not saying that an abstract piece of art is less technique but I do right. think there's just high-end technique and just really good quality artwork out there that's not really getting seen by the the gallery styled crowd and I think it's totally I think it's there it's totally yeah there. <laughs> I agree with you completely that I love that goal I think that's fantastic and I think you're yeah. right there's like a interesting there's a there's a corollary there's a lot of corollaries there but I yeah. I was talking with my business partner actually recently about um a a, a rendering artist who draws rendering yeah. pinstripe Chris I don't know if you know pinstripe oh, yeah Chris. yeah I don't know him personally but I love okay. his work <laughs> but I look at his work and and Shonda who's a trained artist my business partner she's she's oh, cool. a trained classic artist she looks at it and she's like if he were in any other field like if he were drawing pictures of anything else he'd be in museums like he's okay. that skilled and yet there's this interesting divide like if you're if you're painting cars or you're painting on cars or it's anything automotive it seems yeah. to be not seen in the same way what mm -hmm. in your mind what do you think the the difference is like why is that is it a reflection of society and how they oh, look at mechanics ooh, and great, automotive that is like, such a deep question honestly. i know right so, so, i went deep sorry <laughs> yeah no you're good that's good that's why we're here but no, I think one of the big things is um, my first like go-to would be when I was in school um, for art, I was never taught this medium. And um, I, was, I was taught every medium. You could take any class of every medium you could think of, except for pinstriping, airbrush artists, and sign painting. And so I think that is a huge cultural thing that a social thing, like, you know, you have all these artists that may be really interested into like pop culture art well guess what if you like pop culture art that can easily transfer into a sign painting job or your sign painting interests um and so i took a i took a class in college the closest thing to a lettering class which was topography and it was so boring oh my gosh it was so boring the worst class i ever took but <laughs> i did learn so much um i just was like what and so see there was the correlation i didn't know that i could take that topography class and translate it into sign painting but then i just recently took an awesome sign painting class online um with uh leanne barker and she totally changed my outlook and showed me that all this knowledge i had from the college course that i absolutely loathed could be transferred into this newfound passion that i have with constructing and sign painting so i think that might be a thing that would help a lot is maybe to have like an adjunct teacher come in and be like hey today we're going to learn a little bit about the history of sign painting or the history yeah. of pinstriping." that might be really cool and I've, I've actually thought of doing that in my local you college. should yeah <laughs> that's another goal I don't know it's like real low key but <laughs> I love that because I think so much of it and it's funny because you know we all have these experiences and we think they're unique to our own industries but it's mm -hmm. it happens all over the place I, I took auto shop in high school but never realized that automotive 
like being a mechanic was a career path option because nobody told me, nobody showed me, it wasn't around me. And it, then nobody came to my class and told us this. And it's kind of like the same thing for you. Like there wasn't anybody showing the art students, like this is a, a, an option. This is a, a viable path. And if yeah. you can see it, you can be it, right? And yeah. so oh. how many other young kids could you inspire just by them seeing what you do and them resonating with it and not even realizing that was a path? Oh, totally. You've got to do it. You got to teach it. <laughs> oh, I love that. I, I, that's like, you know, I have so many goals that it's like, okay, which ones do I want to actually focus on this year? Right. That's the challenge. <laughs> yes. So for sure. That would be really fun to be able to do that. Nice. So you've like, you've landed on a really interesting niche, right? How did you make that transition from graduating from art school to where you're at now? Like, how did that come to be? Was this a long and windy road or did you always know this is where you wanted to be? Okay, so that's kind of a, I'll have probably a long-winded answer for that question. Um, that's okay, go for okay. it. Okay, okay, so, so yes, I've always been interested in art. Um, I've always been interested in cars and that is because of my family background. So my dad's a car guy, my mom's super supportive of that. Um, my brother, like I said, is a car person. Um, so I've always been immersed into the car scene. I love like the music that comes with that, the culture, the cars, all of that. Um, with that said, I've always been in art class. And so I never, until I was in high school, I really never saw the fact that you could combine the two. Um, but then we went to a show in California that's called Mopars in May. Okay. And it's my big Mopar guy, side note. And he also loves All Girls Garage and he told me that he <laughs> tell you that. <laughs> We've watched it forever, so that's definitely... oh, that's awesome. Thanks, Dad. Yes, yes for sure. Um, and he's watching, I'm sure. So that's good. Um, so yeah, so we went to the show called Mopars in May, and um, there was an airbrush artist there. Now I don't, I don't do any airbrushing. I, I eventually, I'd love to learn that. But um, there was an airbrush artist there that let me, as a just a teenager, mess with the airbrush and a flame stencil on this big orange hood that was all candy orange. It was gorgeous. And, and I think at that moment, I was like, okay, this, this could combine, like, there is a, there is definitely an overlap here. And, and that was a long time ago. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, yeah. So from that moment on, I, I focused more on fine art. And because my goal, my original goal, and what I wanted to do for a living was work for Disney as an animator. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. And I know it doesn't, like translate very well but the aspects of being an animator and a storyboard artist are very similar to what I do with my studio where I take like an idea that somebody else has and translate it into artwork so like with an animator they do the same thing with the story like someone has a story they make a storyboard and then it becomes artwork and so yeah so for me that's really um what I was focused on and through high school I was a custom artist doing like uh, paintings and drawings um watercolor it was all classical stuff and so really, honestly, it wasn't until after I graduated college, which it's crazy to think how long I waited to get into this scene. Um, it wasn't until then that I started being like, oh, wow, I can like start. What the coolest thing is I can start taking all this knowledge I learned from college and all this color theory and like design work and stuff and translate it into pinstriping. And I was like, this could be really cool. And now it wasn't an idea that I had on my own. It was like my brother telling me like, dude, you're mm -hmm. doing this. Like you could make it, you can make your own niche in this and do this. And my husband was the same way. Like ugh, I was so lucky to have all these like supportive people. Yes, around. That's so huge. That yeah. is so yeah. huge having that. It really is. It really is. 
Um, and of course, that was really no social media or like YouTube was kind of like just kind of new. So I wasn't, you know, I just learned from books, like everything that I know about the custom culture scene, as far as like automotive enamels and pinstriping and, and rap bank and all that, um, that was all learned through a book and just self-taught really. And, and just like literally like trial and error. <laughs> Which there was a lot of error at first, and I like, hated myself. You know, so I have such a high standard for myself, you know. <laughs> well, it shows. I mean, your work is fantastic, and you oh. created this awesome. Like, not only are you doing the kind of art that you love, and you've kind of crossed that, you know, made that bridge between the two, but you've managed to kind of position yourself where you're. I mean, you're one of the official Rat Fang artists. You've done corporate commissioned stuff. You've, yeah. You won this award with Red Cab. You've done, like, how did you find your way into this spot to be so successful within this? Because there's a lot of pinstripers out there, and some are, some are successful, some aren't. Um, there's a lot of artists doing, I don't want to say similar work, but along the same oh, lines, yeah. right? And how, like, how have you managed, you've positioned yourself so phenomenally well. I feel like I see you everywhere. Um, oh, good. <laughs> you're doing a lot right what what's the secret sauce do you know or um I think I, I do I think I do know and the and the biggest thing is just doing it in fear like I can't say that enough like there's been so many times where I've been intimidated or like like you said oh there's thousands of other people painting rap things out there and there is trust me but um just doing it in fear and, and believing in, in yourself. Like that's a huge thing. I know it sounds so corny. No, um, it doesn't. But... I'm going to cheers you on that. Yes, Amen. <laughs> like 100%. Yes. yes. So for example, that with the red cap thing, I know you said you wanted to talk about that, yeah. so that experience. So here's how that went down and you're going to die laughing, but I saw a sponsored ad on Facebook of all things from a company I've never heard of, Red Cap. I had never heard of that company before. And I knew SEMO was kind of on the horizon and I've always just watched from afar um, and been really admirable about all the artwork that was there and everything. And I just happened to click on it. And I just, I was like, man, eh, I could probably do that, that competition. It was a competition for their t-shirt design and it was national competition. You just submit your design for the artwork that they were gonna put on this t-shirt that was given away. Like I can't even, I think, I don't hundreds, I think, of yeah. t-shirts given away for free at SEMA. And I was like, that would be such a cool opportunity. Well, then, of course, self-doubt kicked in. And my husband um, didn't know about it. And that was a big thing. <laughs> so I held You that, didn't tell him? No, I held that idea in my pocket for like a week. Like, I, I was just so nervous. I was just nervous. I was scared of failure. I didn't, I don't know why. Because it's like, if I didn't get it, then nobody knew I even applied, you know? And um, so in literally just in passing, I think we were at dinner or something, I said, there's this really cool opportunity. What do you think about it? Well, guess what? It was due the next day. <laughs> um, and so he was like, are you, are you insane? Like, <laughs> this is like tailored around what you do. Like, why have you told me that? You know? <laughs> um, so yes, yeah, so that night at like, literally one o'clock in the morning, I busted out this little eight by 10 drawing, uh, painting, I should say, on an old canvas from my college days that oh had a, a hideous self portrait of me on it. It was terrible. Oh my God, it was oh, so bad. Funny, <laughs> I like because that I, though. It's like this yeah. full circle. Oh, exactly, yeah. Cause I, I didn't have any like supplies. I actually didn't even have any enamel that I wanted to paint with. So I had to use this like really crappy, 
acrylic dried up paint that I watered down and it turned out great. Like I'm so glad at the way it turned out, but man, I look like an alien in this painting. So the happiest day was to just cover that up. It was awful. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, so then I had it digitized by one of my friends and sent it in and I was at a chamber of commerce meeting a couple weeks later and the lady was like, oh, this is, uh, somebody's calling for you. And, and then she had told me like, I'd won all this money and like, we got to go to SEMA for a week and we were going to stay in this really fancy hotel and oh man, it was just, it was just so dreamy. It doesn't that even feel like so it. That is so cool. That yeah. is so cool. <laughs> really cool. So they yeah. brought, they brought you out and yeah. your mm -hmm. design was on all of these shirts. It's so yeah. incredible. I love yeah, it. It was, it was surreal. It was so surreal. I, I just, I can't thank them enough for what they did for me because I think in the past, maybe the art, other artists that may have won or people that won didn't use it as, as a networking opportunity. Like what I went in with, I mean, I was like locked and loaded. I'm like, I'm going to meet this person. I'm going to do this. <laughs> and I'm going to do all, you know, I was doing it. I didn't care what people thought or who, you know, I was there and my husband was there with me and it was a blast. We had a That's great awesome. Time. So that's the other secret to your success. Everything is a networking opportunity. Absolutely. <laughs> like, even if you think it is the lamest thing ever, like if you make a newsletter about it and make a big deal about it, people are going to be like, oh, this chick is like doing this. And you, know, and you can think like, oh, it's just painting this window, but whatever. <laughs> right. Perception is everything. <laughs> oh, totally. And that is like the story of social media, really, you know? I know. I know. Truth. Yeah. yeah. And honestly, like, I think a lot of it is like, it's not, it's not like what you know, it's kind of who you know, in a sense. In a lot and of ways, yeah. Yeah, and I, I don't mean to like downplay anybody's success, but I do think that networking is extremely important in, in marketing and like, I, I probably market and network more than I paint in my studio on a, on a weekly basis. And, and yeah. that is just so that, you know, I, that, that's so that I can get my artwork in front of people. Like, I, I'm only as much as my artwork and my fans are only yeah. as much as my artwork is, so... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, 100%. I, you could yeah. be the most talented artist in the world or the most talented anything in the world. Yeah. And if, if nobody knows you exist, then mm -hmm. you're just going to be in your garage doing your thing, whatever studio or whatever that is. It was, it was yeah. the same thing when I first started my auto repair shop. I spent probably four nights a week going to networking events and chamber of commerce yeah. events and oh, yeah, every, totally. right, everything I could possibly go to because those were the people who were going to become my customers one way or another, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, totally. And see, it's cool that you, um, so like you knew your customer, like you knew exactly who you were going to be serving. And that's really important. And for me, it was tough because I did come from a classically trained background. I didn't really know my customer in the automotive industry. I knew my customer outside of that, like my, not to like, you know, brag, brag or anything, but like my first big commission was a children's book that I, that oh, I cool. And, and awesome. for me, that was my customer at the time. I was like, okay, this lady needs art. I'm an artist and here we are, you right. know, <laughs> but to really narrow it down. And, and I'm, I'm still very much working on that because I do work with so many different fields. Um, obviously automotive is, is the most, is my top, that's like my priority really. Um, only because I, my clients and my fans are all automotive related, but, um, there are some times like one of my other goals is illustrating my own children's book, something that my husband and I have kind of written together. <laughs> um, I love it. Yeah. So, it, and that's, you know, way in the future. I mean, the, the drawings and stuff are happening, but the actual design of the book and the, and the wording and everything is in the future, but that's another, and, and I don't, it's, it's been interesting finding my customer in that sense, because it is so broad. It, it can be very broad, but um, 
So do you have, do you have a favorite? Like you do, you paint on cars, you paint cars, you do rat pink stuff, you do helmets, you do pinstriping, you do all sorts of stuff. Do you have a favorite medium or type of work that you do? Um, I would say what I offer, so, so the three mediums that I offer is automotive enamel, um, watercolor and ink, which is what I do most of my illustrative work in, um, for books and stuff. And then graphite. Um, my favorite, I would say now, is automotive enamel, which is crazy because I've I've not been classically trained in that. Um, I was actually classically trained in oil painting, which uh, it's kind of a weird thing. Which, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I would say that would be my favorite, and that's only because the clientele that I get are very like-minded. Um, they they like you know they like my car, they like my husband's car, they enjoy the seat the same scenes that we're they like going to the rockabilly concerts that we go to, so they. They're just like-minded people, you know? Yeah. I, I like working with those types of people. And, and it's just been, my job has been extremely re- rewarding in that sense of meeting all these different people from all walks of life and all different, you know, talents and passions. And, and then, then they come to me and trust me to, like, make this thing. And I'm like, especially when an artist comes to me to make something, I'm like, oh, my gosh, you could do this if you really <laughs> want. You know, it's such an honor to, to have that trust from them. And, and that takes a lot of time to build that up, I think. <clears throat> What's been your favorite project you've done to date? Do you have one like that stands out as like this was this was the best or this was just um so there's a couple but um obviously my first commission piece that I ever did um I re- that's that holds a close place in my heart only because I I received a thank you note from that and um so in in college or in high school I used to and I still do this um paint on like old ad advertisements and newspapers and stuff and at the time I was doing ink work on advertisements and newspapers and I'm not really sure how this I think it was through a family friend but this lady found me through a family friend I was a senior in high school and um my art high school art teacher was phenomenal and we still have a good friendship to this day um and she really pushed me into taking this job she's like this could be a cool thing like you should do this. And I didn't have any, I didn't have any like projector or anything to actually make the artwork. Oh, there's your cat. <laughs> of course. Always got to make an appearance. Oh, mine's like, my little dog is running around here and hanging out. So <laughs> nice. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, so it was, I was, um, this lady came to me and she had a portrait of a, her great grandfather in um, his naval uniform. And he actually fought in Pearl Harbor. It was during the Pearl Harbor, was in the Pearl Harbor event and then fought in World War II. And so she wanted me to create this on this newspaper she had. And, um, and I did that with the help of my art teacher at the time, a high school art teacher. And, and she's still actually at the high school I graduated from. Oh, that's awesome. And, yeah, and I, I was really, really proud of that piece at, personally. And then when I presented it to the client, that's when I had this like aha moment where I was like, this could be this could be exactly what I could do for the rest of my life, you know? And don't get me wrong. That isn't what, how it worked in my head. I was like, yes, I could be an artist and run my own business and have this gallery, blah, blah, blah. But instead I was like, I was a waitress and then I was a secretary. (laughs) That's all right. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You know, you gotta start somewhere. No, we all take, we all take a crazy windy path. I I remember speaking to a young woman who, um, who was 21 years old, wanted to start her own welding business and was like really upset with herself that she wasn't further in life yet. And when I, I told her, I was like, I worked for three years while I built my business as a waitress, as like, just mm-hmm. to make money to build my shop. Like I'd already been a professional technician, but like, 
I was still waitressed on the weekends and she's like, really? And I'm like, yeah, you do what you got to do. Like you don't oh, suddenly totally. wake up hugely successful. <laughs> like, oh yeah. Oh my gosh. That totally reminds me. I, it, it's really working on your business before it is birthed, if you will, is a job in itself. Like, like sorting out all your ideas and getting your, just getting everything in line is just in, in the money aspect of it, of course. Oh, gosh. It, it's so much work. <laughs> I love uh, that you had that moment though early on where yeah. you could like at least see the vision and and have that rewarding moment where you saw the impact and oh, totally. like yes so this is something I could be happy with. That's a yeah. beautiful thing. Yeah, totally. Oh, wow. so, I'm so thankful for that. I'm so thankful for that. My cat just bit me, sorry. <laughs> oh shoot. He's, he's such a jerk. He's like, why are you paying attention to me? <laughs> oh, totally. I did a podcast the other day and I had the laptop out on my desk and he kept headbutting the laptop and pushing it around. And I'm like, stop it. Trying to, like, this is live. Stop. Oh, totally. Yeah. My dog is the same way. Like he's a sweetheart, but he'll come in and like knock my hand out of my laptop's way and be like, love me, you know? Right. Love I, me. I can't help but share pictures of him on my Instagram. I just think he's the cutest thing. <laughs> we got, gotta love it. I mean, I'm pretty sure that little kittens and puppies are what power the internet, but. <laughs> oh, totally. Totally. Yeah. And it's really got us all through like freaking quarantine, I think. <laughs> right. Yeah, no God. kidding. So tell me about the rat fink thing. How, like, cause you're like an official rat fink yeah. artist. Well, there's actually a lot of like official artists okay. floating around. Um, what does I, that I, mean? I, so that actually means that, um, that you have sent your por portfolio into Eileen Roth, who was of course Ed Roth's wife. Um, and she's, she's in Utah and you sent her your artwork and you say that I would, I would love to do this. And, um, she reviews it and she says, yeah, or nay. And <coughs> like, Oh, bless you. Um, Sorry. No, you're good. And thankfully, um, you know, thankfully she said, yay on mine. Cause I, I was doing it, um, as a business thing because I knew, I knew that that image wasn't mine and I've actually de dealt with some like copyright issues of my own work. And I just like, kept putting myself in in the shoes of that family that have obviously made this amazing living in this awesome traditional culture, totally. whole lifestyle around this tiny little dude, you know? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so it was a business venture, but I also wanted to be part of that family. There's a whole family of artists that have done the same thing I have as far as become an official licensed artist. Um, and of course, <clears throat> I just advertise it because I think it's really special. Like I get to sign every rat pink I paint with Ed Roth's name. And for me, that's a huge thing because I fully respect where he came from and yeah. where his wife is now. I mean, she's still putting on massive events and shows for artists, very supportive of the industry I'm in. And so it's like, wow, how cool that I get to be a very small part of that amazing industry that that's he built. That's awesome. This whole character. Yeah. Is there like, <laughs> is there a connection and community amongst the, the official artists? Oh, yeah. mm -hmm. Totally. Totally. It's really fun. We, um, I haven't got to go to the show. That's another dream and goal of mine. I, this year it was virtual, of course. Thanks, but it is what it is. But it's in Utah and they do a big, it's called the Rat Fink Reunion. And all the artists nice. from all over the country that are licensed come together at um, Eileen Ross' house and oh, do cool. this huge show. And it's all Rat Fink inspired. And so I, I just love, I love what Rat Fink stands for. I think it needs to be widely spread now nowadays. You know, I love what he stands for. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Thank you. Thank you. Sorry, <laughs> trying to yeah. keep this guy out of my face. Oh, you're um, <laughs> you're totally very fine. distracting. You're very distracting. <laughs> oh, he's cute, though. 
<laughs> so I'm curious, most of most of the folks that we've had on the happy hour have been, you know, women who work in the trades and in the industry and you work in the automotive industry in kind of a different you know, aspect of it. Yeah. Um, you also wrench on vehicles as well. But I'm curious from the like, from the pinstriping side and the and the artist side, do you feel like being a female has <clears throat> is is an issue? Does it is? Oh, it, that's an interesting question. I think um, so. So yes, I so I don't know if, if the people that follow me know that I have a 1966 Jeepster Commando that I bought as my first car when I was 16, um, and that was kind of on. It was cool because my parents were like, "We'll match whatever you save for it." So we went Ooh. and looked at all these awful vehicles, and um, <laughs> there was a kid that had this beat up old Jeepster in my high school that I just loved. You know, I was a weird kid that liked that, um, <laughs> and so so we ended up finding a Jeepster um, that that kind of fit my dad's like, okay, I can help her work on it. Like it wasn't as bad, you know, he, I can do this. So we, we drove that home and um, for, I think a couple years we worked on it um, together in the garage on the weekends after school and stuff. Um, it ended up being a way bigger project than what but they I always do. Thought. Yeah. That's why I, <laughs> I know it's always a bigger project. <laughs> um, and so I, I really cut my teeth on that as far as learning like the basics in uh, pinch, like the basics and doing builds and stuff. It wasn't like a frame off or anything. It was just this small little garage build. You know, we did, we rewired the harness cause it caught on fire and like, the Oh wow. Storm. Like I was holding the hairdryer and my dad was like separating the wires out that had burnt together. <laughs> That's no small feat. Like, that's a big oh, job. <laughs> oh, so dumb. I'll never do that again. If, if I have to work at McDonald's for five weeks or something to afford a new wiring harness, <laughs> that is happening. Holy crap, that was a hard job. <laughs> but I learned so much and it totally built character, you know. Yeah. Um, and so with that, I think I had a really good um, upbringing in that sense because I, I got to be in the field and, and I got to go to cars. I got to be in a, a kind of a male-dominated um, scenario all the time. Like I was always in the shop with the guys and, and that helped me understand and feel more comfortable in that setting. I think initially when women get into the automotive industry, they maybe feel a little intimidated because they're not used to being like the only chick in the airbrushing class or whatever the case is, you know? Um, so interesting. That, <laughs> yeah. Um, and I've, I've been that chick before. Like, it's just like, okay, this is, but, but I've never like singled myself out in that way. I've always just been like, okay, we're all beginners, you know? And I think with any industry, you have to start at the bottom and earn respect up. And so the few times that I have had situations where I've been treated differently, unfortunately, maybe in a negative way, because I was a female, they're so, maybe I could count on my hand, maybe how many times somebody has has treated me differently or taken advantage of my kindness or whatever the case may be. Of course, I know, I know there's a lot of women out there that have gone through hell and back um, in that sense. But I think in a sense, you just have to start at the bottom and earn respect like anybody else in any industry. Like you, you know where it came from, you know who's doing it really good and you're at the bottom. And so earning respect through merit and character and just like straight hard work. Like I'm just gonna show up and do it. And you know, I'm gonna do it even though I'm maybe intimidated or I'm maybe fearful of the, the experience. Like I just took a class in San Antonio and I was like super intimidated to go down there by myself. Um, and, and it wasn't really because of like the male aspect. It was just cause I was like intimidated of failing or like making right. a fool of myself, you know? Right. Um, so I had a really good childhood and, and learned learned who I was in in building that Jeepster and and conversely like 
I had an awesome mom too that like took me to ballet class when I wasn't doing the, the nice. building on the feet. So I had a really good balance of like feminine and masculine. Nice. I did ballet and uh, auto mechanics as well. That's oh, oh, no way. Oh my gosh. That's my mom always laughs because there's pictures of me and I always used to talk about like I had to be in releve under the car because because they would put the lift up so high for the kids the other kids in my shop class to be able to reach and it was I couldn't reach because I was short so I had to be in releve she's like yep that's my daughter <laughs> oh my gosh boogie that is so cool what a small world I I've never met anybody else that has I mean I was in ballet for like 14 years I really thought I was gonna do that college that is so crazy I oh totally God. wanted to be a dancer professionally and then Senior. I did not my body did not develop like a dancer's body is supposed to meaning not develop um <laughs> oh it's totally based that's why it's not so sad because the reason I got out minus the whole like you have to have money and all this like crazy right. I mean it was very like hoity-toity yeah. but beside that I'm six I'm six foot tall so yeah, like I'd be none perfect of the, yeah, well, honestly, none of the partners in, in my classes, none of the guys were taller than me. So I could oh. never get the part. And so interesting. It came, yeah, it was it, it. But at the same time, like it taught me great body image. Like my mom was always like, hey, this person says you need to look like this. But guess what? You look like this and it's perfect. Like she was always very like aware of that. And I do appreciate that because I know there's a lot of women that struggle with that, especially in that field. Yeah. Um, cause it is so like visual and I understand that, but they, they struggle with it very much. So. Oh, totally. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I developed hips and boobs and that was like a no, that was a no, no to be a ballerina apparently. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. You can't be curvy. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> nope. But it is, it is. Dance was a really good, I think it's, it's interesting like our childhood and how that sets us up for our future so much. And and not necessarily anything about how much money you have or like where you live or any of those things, but having people in your life who support you oh, and yeah. cheer you on like that by itself, no matter where you come from, no matter who you are, no matter what you do, like having people who support you and say, yes, you can do that. Even if you're scared, like that's the thing. That's the oh, magic. Yeah. Oh yeah. And that's, I'm, I consider myself so lucky because when I, when I married my husband, he is like my number one cheerleader he is such a blessing to my life because i mean everybody on here sees like this perfect collected calm cool kate but he sees like the crazy pacing back and forth and how excited i was for this and like how <laughs> oh no did you freeze I I never thought uh -oh. I just so grateful that he's come into my life and been so supportive like he is so <laughs> You're, you're freezing up a little bit. I don't know if you are for everybody else, but oh, you're freezing you up go. for me. Okay. okay yeah, you We're back? You're back. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, I think like having people supporting you, whether it's your husband or your family or whatever, is so important in whatever your endeavors are, but especially as a small business owner. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can't, can't do it alone. That's oh, awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's really cool. And I'm so grateful for the people that have been so welcoming for like, I was the total beginner when I started in the custom culture world. I did not know how to pinstripe at all. I had no idea what paint to use or how to do it. And I'm still learning today. So I'm so grateful for those people that have welcomed me and op had open minds towards the fact that I was a chick, you know, trying to learn this, this type of art. And I, I've made such cool friendships and done so many cool things with them. And I'm so grateful for their open-mindedness um, towards my type of style of art and, you know, and how I'm, how I'm hoping to continue doing it in the future. So <laughs> nice. I love it. Yeah. 
So we don't have a ton of time left because, okay. you know, Instagram cuts us short after a little while. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. <laughs> so I want to definitely make sure that we get in. And you've been freezing up a little bit towards the end here. So I just want to make sure we get in the important stuff, which is how people okay. can find you and support you. <laughs> oh, for sure. Um, so on Instagram, it's Asphalt Canvas Customs. And on Facebook, it's uh, facebook.com forward slash V8Kate. Um, and then all of those links are also on my website at asphaltcanvascustomart.com. And I'm accepting commissions for 2021. So if anybody's interested in working with me, um, be sure to go to my website and click contact inquire and you'll be able to fill out a custom art form um, that will kind of walk you through um, like your ideas, your size, your timeline, things like that, that help me figure out um, what to look for whenever we have our first consultation on the phone or with FaceTime or email, however you uh, prefer. So that's on my website at asphaltcanvascustomart.com and all of that's on um, my Instagram as well. Awesome. I love it. And for anybody watching, like that's how it's done, y'all. Like that right there, like not like overt. I mean, it was just clear self motion. She knows her value. She knows how, like what she wants you to do. This is how you do business with her. She did it with a straight face, like confident. That's how you self promote right there. That's how it's done. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate that. I love it. So I feel like we've talked a little bit about some of this throughout the, this whole thing, but what what is your biggest piece of advice that you would tell somebody watching who's interested in getting into doing what you do or what you would tell to yourself as a young girl like what um mm -hmm. what's your advice for for them um so besides the fact of like do it in fear that's like my biggest one um but i would also say that your work is not in direct correlation with who you are as a person like that is super important because for me that allows you to accept constructive criticism without having it reflect directly on who you are as a person like you can have somebody say like hey i wouldn't have maybe done it this way and here's why and then you can go out and live your life and not feel bad about it and honestly my high school art teacher is the one who taught me how to do that and and that was a huge thing because let me tell you when you start whether it's in art or just starting a business, you're going to be told no a lot and you're going to be kind of laughed at sometimes or maybe even laughing at yourself, honestly, but um, <laughs> constructive criticism is a big thing in the art world and, and there's also just going to be flat out criticism and on, I, I've totally. dealt with those types of people that are just mean um, and you just have to know like, okay, I put this art out into the world and yeah, it's my work and it's a reflection of me in a sense, but it's not who I am. It's, they're not saying like, oh, that's a bad piece of artwork and so forth. Therefore, you are a bad person. You know, it's just that everybody right. has a visual aesthetic that's different. And so that that's a big thing is just learn how to talk about your artwork um, and also totally learn how to accept constructive criticism and don't let it re reflect your goals and, you know, don't talk negative about yourself. I'm still learning how to do that these days. <laughs> we we all are. Yeah. Girl, we, are, we all are. Oh, totally. Yeah, it's a constant. It's a daily struggle. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah sure. somebody wise once said, it's like showering. You have to do it every day. It's not like it's just a one-time thing, getting yourself yeah. to not talk negatively. Like, it's yes. every day. Oh it's good to hear that you struggle with that, too. I just have such high standards for myself, okay. and I know that that's a bad thing. But it's also a really good thing, because I think that's what creates really high-quality custom 
artwork or just really great service. I think if you have great standards, you have good service, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's the double-edged sword of having high standards yeah. for yourself, oh, totally. right? It, 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 really it means is. you get pushed to the best, and it also means that you are constantly harder on yourself than you need to be. And yes. yeah, no, I, you're, you're not alone. <laughs> yes. Oh, that makes me feel so good. <laughs> we need to talk more. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Yeah. I can't believe it's taken us this long to actually talk. I, we had a short phone conversation like a year or two ago, didn't we? Yes, we did. Yes, we did. And, I, and about, I was so excited about that. But hopefully, I mean, I'm really, one of my goals is hopefully to get out to your build, your all girls build. That would be something that I would absolutely love. And my husband's already said, like, I'll take off work. Let's go, you know? <laughs> so he's on board all the way. And I can't, I, if that's something that you would love to have on the car, like I'm all in. <laughs> well, I don't know that we're going that path with the car, but we want you to come out anyway and we will figure out something. Maybe you do a drawing, a painting of the car. Or, For sure. oh, yeah. but I want you to get, I want you to get hands on with the car either way. Like you got to come oh, yeah. out and participate one way or another. There. Yeah. Working with all the women. Like I know that's something that Barbie said was like influential in her career. And so I always have that on my radar. And now that I'm like, literally, I just was like, eh, I'm just going to apply for this and see what happens. <laughs> I love it. No, we would love to have you out. Absolutely. Oh, thank you. Thank <laughs> so, you so much. <laughs> and I appreciate so, so, so much you joining me for this and, and saying yes to being on Happy Hour, even though we've like not ever really talked off of live. Yeah. So I appreciate you agreeing to do it. I appreciate oh, everybody who's joined in and is hanging out with all of us. And I'm sorry we weren't answer, able to answer all of your questions, but um, but I appreciate you joining in and hanging out with us. Thank and you. as always, everyone, all of the old happy hours are in our IGTV. This one will be as well. So if you uh, missed some of it or want to go back and listen, obviously Kate dropped a lot of really tremendous knowledge and really great advice. So make sure you re-listen to it. And Kate, I'm going to need your address so that I can send you one of these as a thank you. Oh and... my gosh, I would love that. <laughs> Absolutely. So Absolutely. Oh, it's, been, it's been absolutely my pleasure. You've been an inspiration, not, not only to me, but to so many people, men and women. So I'm so, so grateful for this opportunity to get to chat with you and I hope I get to meet you in person one day. <laughs> yes, soon. It will happen. It will happen soon, one way or another. Okay, well thank All you right. so much. <laughs> thank you. Have a fantastic Thanksgiving and the great rest oh, of your week you. and everybody yes. be safe, be good to one another. Take care. Yes. Bye. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Bye.